You're listening to Casey Forum with Kathy Quinn. Public affairs with an entertaining spin. Hey everyone, Kathy Quinn here, as you heard. Yes, this is podcast number nine. I like to count them because this is so new to me and I've just fallen in love with doing podcasts and I love listening to podcasts and it's just, I don't know where we were when didn't have podcasts, but now we do. And you can hear it right here on Fox 4's website, as well as our other platforms. And what I like to talk about, public affairs with an entertaining spin, things going on in and around the community. For example, uh, there is a Christmas event that goes on every single Christmas for 44 years. A retired Kansas, Missouri police officer, Richard White, and I've interviewed him many of those years, I believe. And he tries to feed the folks in the city who wouldn't have a, a holiday meal otherwise. And so uh, this year is a little tough, like a lot of the nonprofits. They, they can use some help. They can use volunteers. They'll be delivering the meals. So we'll talk to Richard in a little while. And speaking of folks having a tough time, how about some of the uh, businesses here in Kansas City? I'm, I've talked to Ann and her husband who opened the Southside Grill out at 103rd, just right off 103rd and uh, Warnell between State Line and Warnell. And they uh, have had some tough times. They, they, they want to stay in business. And we just kind of talk about uh, the mandates that they've been going through. And, and an update is that um, they can stay open now until 11, but they can't stop selling. Um, they can't sell anything after 10 o'clock. So that's the difference. So we'll talk to Ann and just find out how kind of tough it's been. But uh, St. Joe, and we're actually in the same little area, St. Joe Medical Center has uh, their uh, vaccinations and their frontline folks are going to be vaccinated very, very soon, maybe even this week. So we are going to uh, be talking to Jody Fincher, who is the CEO of St. Joseph Medical Center. All right. So I wanted to start off the podcast this weekend with something fun and nice and, you know, in the spirit of it. I thought, how about retired officer Richard White? And guess what? He's on the line. How are you, Richard? I'm doing just fine. I'm out working on Christmas dinner. The Christmas dinner? Wait a minute, but that's that's days away. Why do you need to know for people out there that don't understand your Christmas dinner? It's not just for a few people. How many people are coming to dinner this year? Well, we hope to uh, deliver this year, and it's going to probably be anywhere from three to 800. We don't know uh, at this time yet. We're taking reservations right now, and we're hoping people will call us on our phone, which is uh, five set correction, that's 816-572-2646, and let us know that they need a meal, mm-hmm. and all they need to be is over 60 years old and by themselves, and we will deliver a meal on Christmas Day for them. You know, I forgot about that. I, I It didn't hit me because, you know, you get so excited for Christmas. So for 40-some years, how many how many years now? Uh, this will be our 44th year. Wow, 44 years. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you... I didn't know I was going to be doing that 44 no. years. No. <laughs> oh, my God. But, see, I didn't realize, well, with the COVID and the pandemic and everything, so you're going to have to deliver the meals this year. So, oh, my goodness. Let's start by how this all began. How did this Excuse all start, me. Richard? Yeah. How did this all start? Well, it started in 1977 when uh, Dick Fletcher, our major came in and suggested we do uh, something for the community on the Christmas, and I came up with an idea of uh, serving uh, dinner to seniors and getting them together so that they can have people to be with, because there's so many seniors out there by themselves because their family moved away uh, for job opportunities, and so they were alone. And 
And so that struck me, and, and it's so important this year because due to restrictions that, you know, people have, mm-hmm. uh, they can't go out to eat, they can't, they, you know, they don't get visits from family or anything, so they're really alone this year. Oh, my. And they're lonely. That's, it's huge with the pandemic. It's called pandemic depression, pandemic anxiety. People are just, they want to talk. They want to be with people. They want to hug. And, you know, we can't do it. But this is a way that you're able to give back to them. Real, I mean, it's going to mean so, so much more than it ever has before, Richard, really. Yes, it is. And so we're looking forward to this. And But it, that does present one extra problem. One of the problems is, is now we have to have extra volunteers to deliver these meals. And so we're hoping that people will call our phone number or go on our website, which our website is KCMOSeniorCitizenDinner.com, and let us know that you can deliver. Mm-hmm. Or you can call us on our phone number, 816-572-2646. But the other, then there's another aspect of this is this year regretfully uh due to the closing down that we've experienced uh it's put so many businesses out of business that were the financial supporters for the christmas dinner so this year uh regretfully so many of them don't even exist anymore or the one the few that are left don't have hardly any funds they're trying to keep their employees so Mm. Hopefully, people will find it in their hearts to uh, maybe contribute to the Christmas dinner this year. So, Richard White, retired Kansas, Missouri police officer, started this because they were just talking at work, you know, let's go feed some folks. 44 years later, he is still doing it. And uh, even though there have been, you know, issues this year that put some crimps, you know, in your style, but um, can, can people, how can they help? Can they, can they, I know you need volunteers to help deliver the meals. Uh, how about donating? Yes. If, if people will donate, they can donate to, uh, like, either a check or, or they can do PayPal or, or a credit card or anything on our website. And it goes to Senior Citizen Christmas Dinner. And we are a 501c3, and we will be more than happy to provide them receipts for that if they need that for tax purposes. But... Uh, we do need some help this year. It's uh, I hate to ask for it, but uh, it's just it's a community thing, and uh, our community's hurting. And most of the people that have supported this are, are out of business right now. Gosh, and, and, and you know your your family is involved. This is a family affair. In fact, your kids were very very young when you started doing this. Now their kids are helping. Oh. Uh, Yes, and, and you know something. It's what's interesting is uh, my cousin Buddy Bashir called me today, and he and he said, you know something, I'm going to send an email out to all of our family, and we're going to try to get together and help financially and, and help deliver meals. So, you know, I've had uncles, aunts, brothers, <laughs> my children, mm-hmm. everybody is kicked in so i i'm very thankful that god's given me a family that is loving it and sharing and so on like that the holiday is going to be different this year but you're going to make sure that these folks that you've always helped out always helped out 
are going to have that beautiful Christmas meal. What is for dinner? So what's for dinner, Richard? Well, we, we hope to have turkey, and I the point on that is right now I just found out my supplier for turkeys doesn't have turkeys, so I am in the process of locating about uh, four or 500 pounds of turkey right now. Uh, if anybody knows where that's at, that'd be real nice to have. And then, it, But it's going to be smoked turkey. It's going to be green beans. We're going to have mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. We're going to have uh, stuffing. We're going to have Tippins pies for the 44th year. Wow. And we're going to – Tippins always provides that. And uh, it's, it's going to be an awesome meal. If people have questions, one more time, give us the phone number. If they'd like to volunteer, donate, they'd like to help out, please give us the number. That phone number is 816-572-2646. That's 816-572-2646. Richard, God bless you. Merry Christmas. You're a wonderful person, and I hope it's a huge, huge success. Thank you, and God bless you, and Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas to everyone. Let us celebrate the gift of God, Jesus Christ. Excellent. Thank you, Richard. All right. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Hang on. There's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. I had the chance to speak with Ann, who she and her husband, Matt, started the Southside Grill. It was a dream come true. They were going to get going into business. They actually, for one of their first years, did very, very well. But then, of course, like so many businesses, the pandemic hit, and it has really, really hurt them. Uh, Most recently, the mandate to close at 10 o'clock, but that changed. And now they don't have to close at 10, but everybody has to be out by 11. But all in all, it's still been a really, really tough time for Ann. And I spoke with Ann earlier this week. So, Anne, how has everything been going lately? Terrible. I've not slept in three nights, so. Tell me, I saw a video of a woman who was a restaurant owner. I'm sure you saw it. In California? Um, yes. Yes. Explain to me what restaurants are going through right now. They are just going through a really tough time right now. We're doing everything we can to try to stay open. You know, we're small mom and pop. We kind of compare ourselves to a cheers. You know, our servers, our bartenders, they know the regulars. They have their drinks ready before they even get to the table or the bar. So we're just really blessed on this. But the level of stress, the mandates are causing for the restaurant owners to enforce is very difficult because people are angry and they get angry with us. And we're doing everything we can to keep the place safe, to keep the place into compliance. But it's the personal responsibility, not the bar owner's responsibility or the restaurant owner's responsibility. We have been cussed at, we have been called names. It's terrible. You lose your enthusiasm for wanting to be here. You're you're tired and You know, we all want this to end and we understand the severity of it, Mm -hmm. but it's just very 
hard to enforce these mandates. And a lot of times when you sit empty, it's even scarier for you of how are you going to pay this bill? Rent doesn't go down by 50%. Utilities do not go down by 50%. So it's all very, very stressful on an everyday event, every day of trying to make your, you just want to work. We want to work. So what's more frustrating for you also is you're on the Missouri side and you could just throw a rock over to the Kansas side and they're busy. I mean, they have, tell tell me the difference. They can stay open till midnight over there. Um, We are 10 o'clock. So what we're losing out on is people going to Kansas and supporting the Kansas bars. There's no mandates in, in Cass County. So the metropolitan area is not unified leaving the Kansas City bars and restaurants at a different time frame of getting everybody out. So it's losing the revenue into the Kansas City bars and restaurants because people don't want to go home at 10 o'clock. They want to be able to stay and watch the Chiefs game. You know, when they're at Arrowhead, they're there till 1030. Kind of what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We all just want what's fair. What would you like to say to the mayor? I would ask the mayor if we could ease the restrictions on this time frame. If we could get some help instead of live in fear of the health department and regulated industries. We are so scared of who's going to walk in and what's going to happen to us. Are they going to shut us down? The mandates are not clear as day. They change every five minutes. You think you're doing something right. And then you you figure out you're doing something wrong. And when they come in, there's no guidance. It's fear. And then they they make you sign something that you don't even know what you're signing. And you're so afraid that you do it. So what we ask from the mayor is to help us. Don't punish us. Help us. Let us make our living. Let us pay for our families. And help us in a way that is personally financially responsible for all of us. I know that my husband and I pay to have our restaurant fogged every three weeks from a company. We sanitize everything. We do the best that we can, but we cannot control people's personal behaviors, nor should we be fined for that. So um, explain what happened to you guys recently. So Saturday night, my husband was working. We had three people getting ready to leave. One of the girls was in the bathroom. Two other guys were signing their tab. 1001, the health department came in. My husband was very nervous. He kind of felt like he was, they were intimidating him. And they told him that if they wanted to shut us down, they would have done so at 1003. Our time frames, our clocks were not synced to theirs. So now they're telling us, as of Saturday night, we have to have everybody out by 9.50. So this is a new rule that's been mandated to us. If somebody stands up, we could get in trouble. So we've taken over a title of babysitter as well. We can't afford these fines. Mm -hmm. And we're trying our hardest. We're trying very hard. So you guys were given a warning. We were given a warning on Saturday, but if it happens again, we could get fined. I think what the the disheartening part about it is 
you don't know if there's a competitor out that's making these phone calls as, as the mayor's urging people to call when he sees something that's not right in a bar or restaurant. You don't know if someone's just doing that to you. You know, someone could walk in, we hand people a mask if they don't have them. We are buying the PPE that people need. But there are just people that are refusing to do it. So um, do you feel like with all the other restaurant owners, do they feel that Missouri restaurants are getting picked on? They do. There's a handful of South Kansas City restaurant owners that I have spoken with, my husband has spoken with. They don't want their names being told, but they feel like, they're they're getting forced to shut down is what they're trying to do so i know that there was one business that doesn't want to let their name be known and apparently they were given a citation because someone was taking a drink of water when they they, lifted toasted, their mask up. they toasted a shot and they stood up um and they don't want to be named but mm -hmm. the health department was in there and saw it and they were given a citation. They were counting the number of people. Everybody's scared, more so. You've lost your will to work because you're so afraid of what's gonna happen next. And we're, all we're asking for is guidance, a little leniency. Um, have you that's what we need. tried reaching out though? Anne, have you tried reaching out? My husband tried reaching out to the mayor's office today, but he has not heard back yet. What would you like to see happen as far as the mandates? So I don't know, I'm not in the restaurant business. What are the mandates that are going on? Well, like I said, it's not clear to all of us. We're all just doing the best that we can. Um, we have been told that people are not allowed to stand up at all. We have been told that we're 50% capacity. We must close at 10, but everybody must be out at 10. So now we're hearing 950. Mm. Um, we have been told different things with the mask. We are just there's things that we are just not capable of, of handling mm -hmm. as a business owner to other people. And we do our best, but like I said, it's, it's a living fear of, are they gonna shut us down? Are they gonna walk in on us? And this is something that you and your husband, let's talk about the name of the restaurant so people know where you are. Okay, Southside Barn Grill, we're at 103rd, just right east of State Line Road. This is something my husband and I started together four years ago. We have two little boys, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and he does construction during the day because this is not a lucrative job. It's not sure. a lucrative business. Sure. But he comes and does this at night, and we, we kind of take turns with each other. You know, one person's here at night while the other one's home with the kids. And this is something we love to do. We love, we've met so many friends. We have so many familiar faces. We, we love being involved with the local schools around here. Um, so it, it's a passion, mm -hmm. but it's just dwindling. Your passion is dwindling. Well, you're in fear and you don't know what you're doing wrong. And when the, when the rules change as they go on, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what? You, you, you can't, I had not heard that you can't stand up. I'd not heard that. I've, I've heard that. So Gosh. it's very hard to control people. You know, we, we do our best, but if someone stands up to go talk to another table, we could get in trouble for that. So we've heard, we, we're just not clear on everything. So it doesn't make the dining experience fun for the customer. Cause they yeah. feel like they're in military school. Like sit there and don't move, 
you know, that type of thing. And so this it's very is very hard. And what, what is hard too, I mean, talking to you before, even when, before we went on the air, was talking to you about you and your husband wanting this as kind of a dream and you were going to buy a house and now you're barely able to make any payments on anything. Yeah. Uh, we're just barely getting by. Wow. You know, we're staying open to pay our staff. We have such a great staff. We mm. love our staff. They're part of our family. They care for this place more than any, anything. They care for the cleanliness, the sanitation. And when you're just making those payments and you're working 80 hours a week, it's very difficult. And, you know, we were at a great point and, and we understand the severity of this virus. We have family members that are in the front line of it in the hospitals. We have lost a friend to it, another bar owner. Mm. So we understand this is severe. This is not something we take lightly. We just want a little bit of our freedom back. That's it. I think a lot of people have been complaining about that, including when we talked about that woman from California. Yeah, her it broke my heart to listen to her. You yeah, know? she felt about her employees the way you do. I think when you work in something like that, a restaurant that is a family atmosphere, and you want your people to do well, and you, the, the, you know, the better you treat them, they treat you, they treat the clients, and that's how it becomes that way. Yeah, and you're it's a happy place to go in and work, and, and it, it's very just very heartbreaking that we're having to police and trying to enforce rules that that aren't physically possible as a business owner and that we get the fine for it oh gosh it's so frustrating so let me ask you then there was word that he may change the mandates had you heard that i've only heard that there were, was a word that the mandates may change but i haven't heard any details in regards to it okay well, we'll and i understand he's trying to, you know trying to do what's best for our community and trying to keep, I, I wouldn't want to be in his position. I don't envy him mm -mm. by any means. I wouldn't want to be in his position. It's very difficult. And I understand he's trying to keep everybody safe, but it's got to be a unified metropolitan area, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not just putting Kansas City in a bubble. Because when you've got those, you know, they're just across the street and they're able to survive a little bit better. It's, it's gosh, you want to just wring your hand. You want to go crazy. Yeah. Why not us? Why not us? Oh my gosh. And, so and good luck to you guys. And um, we'll keep in you. touch. And let's keep our fingers crossed that something will change so that you guys don't have to have so much stress in your lives. You Thank know? you. It's crazy pain. It's crazy for all of us. We're praying. We got God on our side. That's all we can do. Stay with us. We got more on the way. Hang on. There's more on the way with Kathy Quinn and Casey Forum. So uh, earlier this week, I was able to talk to Jody Fincher, who is the CEO of St. Joseph Medical Center. They had just received their sub-zero freezer to be able to store the vaccine in. They're getting it from Moderna. And of course, their uh, employees are going to be uh, first, the people who are on the front lines. They've had a, a rough season, as so many of our emergency workers, frontline workers have. But uh, Jody's telling us with this vaccine, just to try to explain it, it's complicated. 
it is very complicated, but we're going to get it done at St. Joe. Just today, St. Joseph Medical Center received one of the sub-zero freezers that we can state, safely store the vaccine in at negative 97 degrees. So now that we have the freezer, we'll be ready to accept the vaccine. St. Joseph will be receiving the Moderna vaccine, which will most likely start being shipped next week after it re uh, receives all of its final approvals. Once we have the vaccine and we sure we have all the vaccine and supplies to administer it, then we will open our vaccine clinic, have our employees who want to receive the vaccine sign up for the clinic, and then we will bring them in to vaccinate them. The time that we have to work with from the time we take it out of the freezer to the time that we administer it is about five hours. So it's a very complicated logistically to make sure that everyone shows up for their vaccination so we don't waste any doses. Then after they receive their vaccine, they wait 15 minutes to make sure they haven't had any side effects. And then we schedule them for their next booster shot, which is four weeks after they've received their initial shot. How many employees are wanting to get this vaccine? Are they all? They are not all wanting it right off the bat. I think many employees are waiting to see how those first rounds of vaccination goes, but we did pull our staff and we have about 500 out of the thousand uh, staff members that we have who want to receive the vaccine in the first round. Why is it important, Jody, to get these people vaccinated? So we know that the vaccine is yet another step towards herd immunity and getting control of this virus. And we know that healthcare workers are in the top tier of being the most vulnerable for contracting the virus. So it's very important that those are, that are most vulnerable get the vaccine. So we are strongly encouraging our staff to get the vaccine. I understand. We'll also go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. We'll also continue all the same other uh, transmission mitigation processes that we have, like social distancing and wearing our masks and screening all of our staff members um, as they come to work each day. So the vaccination is just another step on top of all of those things we're currently doing. And so the public, when will the public be able to get this vaccine? vaccination? Well, yeah, that's a great question. And I think that probably within the first quarter of 2021, we'll start receiving enough vaccine that we can start vaccinating our, our communities and uh, our, those certainly those most vulnerable out in our communities, like our seniors that are still living at home. And so I understand that you're going to have a honk for your heroes. Why is it important to recognize these folks? Because they are giving uh, more time to the hospital, many of them, than they're giving to their own homes. It's really interesting how during the most scary times and when our employees really need to be with their families more, they're spending more time at the hospital taking care of these extremely sick patients that are hospitalized. So Honking for Heroes is just one very small way to show how much we appreciate them and that we recognize the sacrifice that they've been making for nine months now. Gosh, that is just, it's just incredible. Okay, so uh, bottom line, how does the hospital, do you say yes, get the vaccination, no, or how do you do that with people? So we have a lot of literature uh, 
frequently asked questions and different flyers from both the CDC and the state of Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services that we're putting out so that our employees can make a good informed decision. We are strongly encouraging it, but again, it is not a mandatory vaccine. It's much like the flu vaccine, um, but we are strongly encouraging it. Anything else we need to know about the vaccination, about what, what's on your mind? What, what's something we need to know? Um, I can't think, let me see. I wrote a few things down about it. I, I can't think of anything. I think we've covered it. Okay. And so vex, yeah, our theme tomorrow is vaccination day. Okay. So, um, have you ever, obviously you've never experienced anything like this before where the you know, vaccine is like, boom, it's been so quick. Yeah, we, we have not experienced such a quick to market vaccination. But I think that we've learned a lot over the years from the flu vaccine and all the other vaccinations that we give. So I think we're well prepared. Our corporate office, the CDC, the state of Missouri have been very helpful in making sure that we're well informed and feeding us processes that will help us be efficient and effective in administering the vaccine. Wow, I, I've learned a lot this week about vaccinations, about business, all sorts of things. And uh, wow, I hope you've enjoyed it. Kathy Quinn here from Fox 4. Uh, you can listen to this again, fox4kc.com and all of our other platforms as well. want to thank our executive producer, Katie Connors, and Drina Byrne, our associate producer, who actually, actually just won an Emmy for Evergy and the Elders Light Up the Plaza, a DVD CD from last year's Christmas Lighting. So congratulations. And if you want to find out about that, go to eldersmusic.com and you can you can find out about that DVD CD and pick one up. Hey, be perfect for the holidays. And thank you to Evergy as well. They're wonderful. And thank you to KQKC, Broadcasting Music and Educational Foundation, who help us uh, get this show on the road. And of course, the Elders. The elders with their music, their bumper music, they allow us to use it every single day, every single week, and whenever we want it, right here on our podcast. Thank you so much, and congratulations to the elders. We're going to finish off with a song by the elders. Until next time, see ya. Cloudy days and stormy nights All alone without a fight Understanding I am lost Up in the sky the golden Steps my own path, making changes, hope I last. Can I see the light ahead? Golden ghost wants me.
back the most in the sky the golden 